0: Sometimes, you just have to close your eyes and analyze it. You will probably be changed when you realize just how clever these people are. This song is just unbelievable. Hey. What's going on lovely people? My name is Inora and I want to welcome you to the third episode of our bi-weekly drum and bass podcast called Based and Breaks. In today's episode, me and my good friend, Ground Sentence here are gonna be talking about the same things as we always do, a little bit about the scene. I'm gonna give a small recap of last episode as well. Gonna be talking about the technical topic, which is gonna be focused around compression and limiting today. We're gonna to keep it brief though. Gonna talk about some up and coming people, some overexposed people possibly, our favorite tracks at the moment. We'll see where the conversation leads us so welcome to today's episode and i hope you enjoy welcome everyone so a small recap of the last episode called uh boomy kicks we talked about uh drum process or i talked about drum processing with some audio examples we talked about how we do our uh, bus processing and stuff like that all the different kind of effects we use and how they affect the signal specifically um what else did we talk about We talked about a lot we talked about rampage yes yeah we talked about rampage some
1: like some like stuff going on um up and coming events there um we had some amazing amazing um up and coming artists going on um i think last episode was kid sonic from my side and from your side was um wings wings and ways yeah so we had some amazing tracks going on there um And yeah, we talked about the clubbing scene in in Germany and in uh, Belgium, if I remember correctly, and um, how sad it is (laughs) over in Germany. (laughs) And things haven't changed in the past two weeks. (laughs) Yeah,
0: It still sucks. (laughs) Exactly. Things over here are pretty good, even though the COVID numbers are gradually going up again, which seems to be a a bit more of a, a global trend if I look at it. Don't you agree?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. So I haven't I haven't paid too much attention to the numbers on like the the other countries surrounding me now, but I of course um, had a close look at the German numbers, and it's insane. So um, we had over fifty thousand cases in one day in Germany, and like um, I don't remember what our incidence is like three hundred or something like that. Um, so it's it's super high. Where like we have some places some some villages that have over 1000 incidents values and so yeah everyone is kind of expecting um, us to close down again but at the same time um, we were promised it's not going to close down so nobody does anything right now so it's a 50 50 maybe in two weeks we will be in lockdown again Um, wait and see
0: yeah, no. Oh, yes, wait minute. Uh Things are going up again, not as much as in Germany, but uh, I think the, the last couple of, at least the last week, the, we had an average um, cases of above 10,000 a day. Uh, and we have about, I think, just over 500 people in intensive care right now, which is mm-hmm. for Belgium quite a lot because we're obviously a very small country as well and we really don't have the... The capacity for too much here uh, there was how many inhabitants does belgium about have? 11 million i think
1: oh okay then that's actually quite quite high numbers yeah. yeah
0: we are a small country after all but um it was on the news uh this this noon even um some political people were talking about how the the situation is going and how it's slowly getting worse again the people in the industry, are, are just getting very tired. All the nurses, all the doctors, they have been working nonstop mm-hmm. for 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 months upon months upon months, and their the drive is is just dying down, and the cases are going back up again, which is very unfortunate. Because I really hope they don't start canceling events again. Um,
1: yeah, me too. That's the that's the big part of it, right? Um, um, we in the music industry, like um, a lot of people, depend. On, on being able to play live, on being able to, to, to be in clubs and to, to perform and to bring themselves out there. And if that's not possible, that's basically their, their baseline for their income um, completely gone. Yeah. And they've suffered for such a long time already. I can feel like that the um, general public, at least in Germany really does not want to have a lockdown again and does not want places to close again. There's a there's a very, very strong tendency here that um, people are against that. Um, but of course, we are afraid with these kinds of numbers. Um, um, I've, I've noticed it. Like yesterday, I went to a bar, for example, um, and um, it's quite a nice one, quite a big one, and there was almost nobody there. Um, so people start to get afraid again, I think. Yeah. Um, and go out less and that already hurts the music industry
0: um, as well when when not a lot of people are are willing to come anymore. Yeah, for sure. I uh, went out three times this week, uh, which is something I don't usually (laughs) do. So I'm absolutely tired now and a little bit sick, as you might probably hear. Uh, But I was also really surprised how little people were there. Now, I went out to Brussels twice and once to Leuven, which is um, more on the Flemish side. In Leuven, where, so on the Flemish side, where a lot of people, most people actually are almost fully vaccinated, there were so much more people out and about. There was a lot of youth out and about, so it really wasn't as dead. But when I got to Brussels, like even a proper drum and bass rave, it was pretty empty Like it took until like one in the morning for the venue to start getting quite filled, which usually happens around like 11 PM or something. Um, And I think that is partly due to Brussels being way behind on vaccinations because there are so many people who don't want to get vaccinated, Uh, which in my opinion is just horrible. Uh, Not only do they bring their own lives in danger, but also the rest of the population Uh, Belgium has also always been heavily um, like, yeah, just get vaccinated, you'll be able to be more freely. But when it actually comes to it, they don't give special treatments to the ones that are actually vaccinated. So everyone just ends up being stuck because of the idiots that don't want to get vaccinated.
1: Yeah, um, it's a big problem that we are having here. Um, you can see the west of Germany being having high, much higher vaccination rates than the eastern parts, and um, even the southeast where I'm at, um, they have quite low vaccinations. And you can see that these are the like places where the where the numbers are exploding and where there's problems. And now um, Austria is starting with the um, in German we say two G rule. Two uh, G basically means you either have to be vaccinated or you have to. Um, have to be um, recovered um, to join any place and you need to have like verification of that um, through the app for example Um, but even if you are tested you cannot get in anymore um, in Austria and um, it's almost like a lockdown for people that um, are not vaccinated or recovered and um, yeah in Germany there's a big discussion on this like um, like the the um politics forcing people to get vaccinated like that's always a discussion right like should we make it mandatory that everyone actually has to get vaccinated and um, our politics promised um, not to do it Um, (laughs) not to have that kind of um, um, law and now a lot of people like whenever there's Benefits given to people who are vaccinated, they will be like, yeah, but this is just like mandatory, like making vaccines mandatory um, without making them actually mandatory. You know, like like making giving you the duty to vaccinate like through a backdoor in a sense. And so there's a lot of controversial um, things here. And to be honest, from my from my stance, um, like you mentioned, um, just get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, it's been tried and tested now. I can understand that um, people are afraid of it. For sure. And I don't judge anyone that is not getting vaccinated because they're afraid. Um, it's understandable. I was also nervous before I was um, getting vaccinated. Um, in the end, um, the vaccination is um, just from a logical perspective um, helping you though. And. Um, you can do it for yourself. You can also do it for the general um, public. And um, once we reach high enough vaccination uh, vaccination numbers, we can hopefully just have like a regular normal life where we don't need to be afraid of lockdowns and restrictions anymore. Yeah, for sure. So um, take one for the team and take one for yourself as well, um, because you matter and your health matters, and the vaccination helps with your with your health.
0: In the yeah, moment. especially like like Graham just mentioned it. It's just the logical logical next move. I understand the fear of not having it tested for a very long time, uh, of it being made rather quickly compared to other vaccinations, but you have to take into account the different factors that play into it, right? For any other vaccination, you don't have the entire world being plagued by it at the same time and every soul in that field heavily focusing on making that vaccine, right? Other things are just... X amount of people work on it, working on it so it takes a long while to actually have it made in this case it was such a global pandemic that literally everyone had to be focused on getting that vaccine which is part of the reason why it went so quickly and yeah it might not be the best we could have possibly gotten but it is the best we can do right now it's for sure better than nothing because your immune system gets exposed to it in low doses uh, gets it, it gets the opportunity to make The antibodies for it because that's obviously how a vaccine works and you'll be prepared in the case that you will eventually get it because i firmly believe that pretty much everyone at some point will at least get it once Uh, so it's better for your body to be prepared for it than to not be prepared for it and suffer major consequences um
1: and maybe, maybe even have fatal consequences exactly. as
0: well. Maybe you have to go to the
1: intensive station of your hospital. Um, maybe it's going to be going to be very, very serious. And um, getting vaccinated um, may not um, like completely block off the symptoms or every uh, or anything. Like maybe you still get a little bit sick from it, but you are not at risk of um, severe health consequences anymore. Exactly. And,
0: um, and you yeah. also have to think about. There are certain people who are too weak to physically get vaccinated. So f- just for those people alone, I would get vaccinated myself so we can get the disease out as quickly as possible. So those people that don't even have the opportunity to get vaccinated are still somewhat safe um, due to stuff like herd immunity. I'm I'm a firm believer in yes. science. I study engineering myself, so I'm, I always look at the facts for things. And this is something I'm very passionate about because... I've seen how devastating it can be for some people. So I wouldn't wish that upon anyone, honestly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think we are on the same page here. Um, get vaccinated. Um, don't listen to this podcast if you're not <laughs> vaccinated.
0: <laughs> we just lost some viewers probably, but that's
1: fine. Yeah, that's like decline of 80%. <laughs> um, horrible. Like we are. nobody wants to listen anymore. That's not that they know our stance here, no. Um, <clears throat> but we think we figured out we talked about this before the podcast. Um, should we mention it? Should we talk about it? Um, it does have an effect on the music scene and on all the artists that you love, um, yeah. and you want to see grow and be able to live out their passion. Um, so we felt it's quite important to address this, um, even as a music podcast, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, um let's move forward maybe and see um, what actually happened in the scene um, what's, what's what was going on um, hopefully we have a lot to talk about in two weeks again um, but yeah there's there's some things that happened right um, yeah so
0: do you do you want to do you want to start uh, yeah for sure so um, as we just brought up obviously uh, due to covid some things, uh, especially in countries like the Netherlands, they are actually fully on cancelling events again, uh, which is never good for the scene, because
1: Oh, that's horrible for the scene.
0: (laughs) The people have been so dire for events uh, after being stuck at home for so long. And now it's actually starting to get on that decline again uh, which is something that we don't like to see personally uh, as mentioned before a couple of times almost every episode so far uh, i'm going to rampage in december <laughs> um, and so with the numbers climbing i'm getting very afraid that the event might get cancelled again or it might be well that postponed. Yeah, postponed again or just be able only with like a very very limited capacity which would be absolutely shitty um no one wants to see that happen again the the event in question uh, with that lineup has been postponed three times already so my god uh, the the man who hosted uh, dj murdoch like he was at the brink of uh, going bankrupt during covid just because all his major shows got canceled he had you know already paid so much money to artists to for drinks for for the setup to rent all the equipment like the the massive lead walls that he uses uh, so they made a tremendous loss so i wouldn't want to see another event get cancelled again so i hope uh to dear god that everything can just continue on
1: I have a huge recommendation for Murdoch. If you don't want to get your future events canceled, do them in summer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, he does. December is like a tough month, right? Well, yeah, the thing is also normally it's not. It's never in December. It, he does two rampages a year, which is uh, the Rampage Weekender in March and then a open air event in the summer in July, I think. Uh, June or July, one of mm-hmm. the two. But it's just because it's gotten postponed so many times. It went from <laughs> from March, then it went to September, then it went to December. So it just got you know moved around the whole bunch, uh,
1: My due to the
0: government restrictions. So
1: so let's hope it's actually it's actually going to be to be able to yeah, happen. I really hope so. Um, and like, who's, the, who's the, the artist that you are most looking forward, to, actually? I didn't ask you last time. Like, who do you really want to see there? What's like the, the, the person like you said, yes, I go there now?
0: Ah, oh, there's honestly so many. Like, I, I've, I've uh-huh. been... You have to pick one. Uh, I'd probably Try. say Pendulum. Like, just for the, uh-huh. the massive influence that they've had on the drum and bass scene and the time they have been in the scene is just incredible to me. Uh, I really like and they are massive' they are as massive. Well. I really like their music. On the other hand, there's obviously also Noisa, uh, who've been in the scene for years as well. They're currently doing their farewell tour. Uh, so like this is the last chance for me to probably see them live. Um, so that's like something I'm very excited about as well. There's just so many odds. There's Delta Heavy, which I've been listening to for years and years and years. It's it's honestly insane. I I really adore their lineups so much.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's a fantastic lineup. Um, I also would have a tough time to choose. I would probably, I mean, I love Pendulum. Probably I would still say Neuja just because it's their yeah. fair, the Farewell Tour. Um, and <laughs> Neuja have been such a, such a great influence for the mm. scene. Um, they, are, they are crazy. Yeah. Um, and they're doing so much um, with their podcasts and
0: everything. Yeah, for sure. Neuja
1: Radio. Such a good place to find um, good music if you're into the heavier neurofunk um, style. Plus, I honestly
0: I can't can wait to hear listening. Dead Limit over massive PA speakers. That's just... Oh, oh yes! With
1: the reese yeah, going on, yeah, exactly. Up. <laughs> my, my entire
0: body is ready to vibrate to that reese. It just, I'm, I'm ready for it. Your heart is going to be in sync, mm-hmm. especially. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Talking about Moshe, though, they recently uh, released some very good news uh, for the people that booked uh, tickets to events that got cancelled to see him. They're going to be extending their farewell tour throughout the summer. Uh, so they can visit all the events that they were scheduled to be at but got canceled due to COVID. Uh, so all the people with those tickets still have a chance to see them uh, before they officially stop. They announced it in a, a rather large post uh, on their social media where they basically said, like, we don't want to be the the artist group that's going to be doing their farewell tour forever, um, because at some <laughs> point you just have to say enough is enough but obviously due to everything being cancelled over summer they they really wanted to do to continue through the summer so to give everyone a chance to see them
1: yeah absolutely um so like regarding regarding any events or something there's not a lot that I can talk about here um I think we are firmly established in this podcast that uh, Germany is not the place to um, expect (laughs) mad lineups and stuff like that um so I have to wait for the next uh, let it roll to happen and hopefully, hopefully work out and then this is going to be the place that I'm going to. Um, I also want to go to Sun and Bass yeah. in Italy. Have you heard of yeah, it? Before? Yeah, for yeah, sure. So um, I would, I would really like to go to these festivals and, and see there. And um, other than that, I'm the, I'm the person to bring drum and bass to this part of the country. <laughs> now um, I'm try like, I'm seeing if I can like. Um, yeah, play more gigs um, on local clubs and everything here. Um, trying to see if like I can get some some people who are passionate about drum and bass um, in and and um, have them. Yeah, give them some joy. You know, yeah, something sure. something good to listen to. Some rollers, some deep stuff, some liquid. So if
0: you're a, um, a a manager of some club in uh, in Germany and you need, you need a, a a good DJ Yo, hit, hit of grand sentence. You'll come and smash the place. Yo,
1: you can you can hit us both up. Hit us both up. Um, If you if you pay for traveling, I'm sure um, Hidden would also join. (laughs) sure. Then we can have a B two. We can have a B two B somewhere. Just hit us up. Definitely. Um, We're always ready to play. (laughs) Always (laughs) down. Yes. And one thing that I'm definitely going to play, um, and that's something that happened in the scene, and this is something I'm going to talk about a lot in this episode because I really really love it. Is the album release of Askel and Elere Um, to to Finnish producers. I'm not going to get into too much detail right now, but their album um, Simulations is available. Um, They are fantastic producers, um, awesome people, um, so helpful, so friendly. And um, yeah, I can recommend listening to it, going on their Bandcamp. Um, You can still buy their vinyl um, there. Um, So it's available in vinyl for a very, very fair price. Um, if I remember, I'm going to buy it. Um, so, yeah, big recommendations on Askel and Elere um, with
0: their album Simulations. Yeah, for sure. I, I can attest to that. I didn't know uh, much of their music beforehand, uh, but just talking to, to Ground and uh, working on some stuff together. He recommended me uh, their music and I, I went in, went to their Spotify page and took a listen to them. They're actually really talented artists, and they can bring a very Incredible. wide variety of drum and bass music. They can go from very melodic uh, and pad-based uh, drum and bass to the very deep and gritty stuff. So they're they're really artists to look out for for sure.
1: Absolutely, and I think they they've they've outdone themselves on this yes, album. It's
0: fantastic um,
1: because they it it works so well together. It has like such a like continuous story throughout all the tracks and they've like you can see that they're starting to get experimental um, I think they they um, they were really really good before and had a high quality and everything um, but now they are also experimenting and becoming even more unique than they were before um, so this is something something to look out for I honestly think those will be like in terms of innovation keeping a keeping an eye on these two guys um It's going to be great and going to be great fun. Um, But we're going to have a deeper listen later into the episode, into a little bit of their work. Um, Something else that happened: a lot of a lot of releases happened, man. I don't know if you followed how much you followed the releases, but like there was Monroe is putting out new stuff. Um, Technematic is putting out new stuff. Yeah, Silent by Monroe, like a remix he put out um, in the past two weeks. Absolute banger. Um, high recommendation. Yeah, it's um, published on, on UKF. Um, <clears throat> four weeks ago, something that I wanted to mention as well is um, Carmen Crooked's um, Red Bull Orchestra collaboration, where they like basically, like they, before they just recreated um, their own songs, um, with the with the orchestra, but now they've gone like all the way and created a song that's just meant for being played with the orchestra. And um, this fusion of electronical style and classical um, 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 yeah orchestras works so well. Um, what I find unfortunate is that they went for like the most standards um, music video that's possible at drum and bass, and that is someone running through a forest
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> everybody does that it's crazy you can watch like a hundred drum and bass videos music videos and like at least 50 of them have someone running through the forest yeah
0: see I'm, I'm innovating uh i i made a video of me running through an abandoned city which is just clearly superior to running through the forest obviously
1: in German, that's quite funny. In German, we have a word um, called um, Großstadtdschungel, so kind of like the big city jungle. Uh, like that's what you would call Berlin, uh, for example. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like running through like a jungle, a forest, you know. Like it's 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 it's, it's, the, it's the it's the it's innovative, but it's um, you're
0: sticking close to the base <laughs> when it comes to asking Germans. <laughs> of course, the the wise Germans. The wise No, ones, yeah. but uh, I, I definitely feel like we're talking about Camo Crooked as well on epi- every episode we do here. Uh, but honestly, these two. <laughs> because I'm a massive yeah, fanboy, yeah, man. <laughs> absolutely. Same. These men are just absolutely. They're doing bits, man. Their music releases in the last year have been absolutely insane. Uh, starting off with the tracks like No Tomorrow, but Cientelo. Like all the tracks they've released oh. so far are just so good. I can. I just. Mm. Oof, I listen to them very frequently.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I mean, I've bought their... They brought me into drum and bass back then. Um, um, I've bought nearly every album that they have. Um, I have Mosaic on on vinyl as well. Um, One of the two vinyls that I'm having, um, I'm going to own four um, soon. (laughs) Um, I just... Oh, yeah, I just ordered... I just finally ordered um, New Tones' Little Spaces because I really wanted to have it on vinyl as well. I absolutely adore the album. It's already out for quite some time now. But I finally... Um, yeah, pushed myself and said like, yes, it's worth it to spend the money. Um, go for it, and I don't think I will regret it. No, definitely not. Kind of goes hand in hand with um, with my dad. I've had a phone call with my dad. I'm going to give a shout out to my dad. My dad is the best guy in the world, <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, he is a he's a huge music nerd as well. So I've got this. I've got this from him basically and he has a, a hi-fi like setup in his room and something and he just like got himself a new amplifier and he's he's happy like a little <laughs> child man it's it's crazy like i can hear it on the phone he's he's just so so stoked I, I he invited all of his friends <coughs> to, to come and listen together with him it's honestly very cute it's very nice um, and I'm going to be excited for this because this is like a massive thing. Um, it has to like be powered by like two external power bricks or something. Like like massive things, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, converters. Um, the thing weighs 50 kilograms. Um, the amp. So.
0: Nice. <laughs> it's like a monolith. That's <laughs> like that's pretty sick. No, but I definitely know the, know the feel of upgrading crazy. audio gear. It's always fun. Like even dumb shit, like yeah. buying a plugin. It's just like, ooh, a new toy to play with. <laughs> oh my God, it's so fun. It's so fun to spend money on
1: music here, yeah, isn't it? it is.
0: I still remember. That's the, that's the uh, pain. Like, pff, damn, how long ago is that? Uh, so I've been making music for five years. So I guess three years ago, I uh, completely redid my studio. So I bought myself some proper monitors, all that stuff. I bought myself a desk because I moved to the attic, uh, like get a proper studio setup done. And it was a project I worked on for like, I don't want to say better part of a week uh, because I had to throw out so much shit that was just here uh, and not being used anymore. So I threw everything out. I deep cleaned the entire room. I set everything up. I tested everything. uh, And it was just, I felt so fantastic when it was finally done. It was like my baby. So I was so incredibly happy with it. So I definitely understand the hype of new music stuff.
1: Generally, I think like I don't know. I have this this huge obsession somehow, and I'm just realizing that um, with like watching people build their studios and like seeing professional studios being made. Um, there's been one video by um, YouTuber White Sea Studios. Have you heard of him? Um, he's not part of the DMV uh, scene or anything he, like that. He's a mastermind. Is he engineer. from
0: the Netherlands? <clears throat> He's
1: from yeah, the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. He has this like a very long hair um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting he, style. He has a good show called Snake Oil,
0: if I remember correctly.
1: Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Him. Where he like debunks his, uh, some of the plugins. Big recommendation. He's a cool guy. Um, I like to watch him. And um, he recently redid his studio, um, so he completely changed it and did everything from the ground up with new, um, yeah, monitors and everything, new isolation, new setup and everything, and it looks so amazing. Um, so just watching that makes me, makes me happy somehow. <laughs> yeah, the,
0: the only downside is if you really want to properly soundproof your studio, it can cost. It's,
1: it's expensive. really expensive.
0: So I'm pretty lucky in that front because I'm in the attic. That means I've got a, a slanted roof behind me and in front of me. So audio waves naturally get directed downwards. Yeah. Uh, plus it's also like very small wooden planks with a little gap in between so the the sound gets dispersed quite well in this room actually so i'm pretty happy about that Uh, but i do always double check uh, with different headphones uh, with headphones and without headphones analyzers all that stuff uh, just to be sure because it can be a real pain in the ass there's a lot of
1: people um i don't know if you've ever seen that and probably you did like so many people are judgmental of um, producers who mainly work with headphones, yeah. right? Like there's so many people that like say, um, "Yeah, you can't really produce on headphones. You need proper speakers and everything." And honestly, that's such a misleading tip for um, beginners. I yeah, think, for sure. Um, because beginners they don't have a room that's set up for, for for making music. And if your room is not set up properly, and I can feel it in my room right now because it's not. Um, you can you can see it on the cam hidden. Um, um, we're cam boys today <laughs> we're talking to each other on cam and um, uh, my, my room is the opposite of like optimized for sound like long, big big Flat walls um, reflecting everything, and I noticed that I can't hear anything properly on my monitors anymore. So I predominantly work with headphones, but it works.
0: Um, You can mix with headphones. Like uh, I think it was Deadmau5 who once said, uh, a a 12 year old kid with a laptop and some headphones can make the new EDM banger, and that's absolutely true. Uh, You need, you really need fuck all to be able to make music. If you have a computer or a laptop, I work on a laptop personally. Uh, Granted, it's a a pretty beefy laptop though, but it works just fine. Uh, Especially if you start rendering out stuff to audio, it conserves so much uh, CPU power. Uh, Just with a pair of headphones, with two pairs of headphones, as long as you have different speakers to reference it on, uh, like you can listen through one set of headphones, you can listen in a car, You can listen through a Bluetooth speaker uh, anywhere. Like if you have an analyzer, even better, because that actually shows you uh, where the problem areas could be if you don't really hear them just yet, if your ears are not trained to hear those types of things. You can make good music. You don't have to invest uh, thousands of dollars into making music. Uh, For sure, you really don't have to. It's a nice addition uh, and it looks cool on social media sites. Oh it certainly does. But uh you don't have to. <laughs> you really don't. Yeah you don't need this
1: stuff. You don't need expensive plugins either. You just need to like get your software, get some headphones, have a laptop, um maybe a microphone if you really if you really want to make some recordings or yeah. something, but that's just uh, already <laughs> optional and then then you're
0: good to go. Yeah for sure. <laughs> like even a relatively cheap audio interface will do. If you have a, if you really want to go special and you want a, a very good mic, uh, like I'm using a podcast mic right now, but it only works uh, via XLR, so I can't just plug it into a USB cable. Uh, mm-hmm. I have to have an audio interface for it. There are very good and pretty cheap audio interfaces out there that are just meant for this purpose. They don't have. Fancy fifteen dials to customize every little inch of your sound. If you just need to get that recording in, uh, you can just buy a very cheap thing and it works just as well.
1: Yes, absolutely. And laptop mics are actually like that's the that's the interesting. But laptops mics are actually improving so quickly at the moment. Um, there's been a video of um, Andrew Huang. He um, basically um, <laughs> he basically. Um, uh, showed how he's recording his new song on a um, MacBook microphone on the new MacBook um, obviously the new MacBook is very very expensive so if at that point you can already buy yourself a proper microphone but I think generally laptops are just getting better and then you already have a microphone that works um, it's not going to be perfect not like a 10,000 euro studio microphone st- set up um, but it's going to work and 90% of the people listening won't even notice.
0: Yeah, and especially if you are a very technically skilled, might be uh, quite necessary, but if you're a very big DIY person, you could actually even make your own microphone because uh, the the membranes that a microphone uses to pick up sound can pretty frequently be bought uh, from the manufacturer separately for a fraction of the cost. I saw a video by DIY Perks who bought the uh, the diaphragm from a, I think it was a 3K studio mic and he made the entire mm-hmm. mic around it. Uh, obviously, it was a lot of technical work, um, like making the grates and making it a, a decent piece and making a suspension for it so you don't have uh, vibrational noises and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think mm-hmm. he made basically the same same microphone for... I think it was around $100 or something instead of a couple thousand. Uh, That's crazy. The the microphone part itself, the thing that picks up the audio was $35, I think. And he made...
1: For a microphone, that's a few
0: grand, right? Exactly. Uh, So obviously the the biggest part about it is the the pre-processing of the sound. So obviously your sound just gets picked up uh, from a moving diaphragm as weak electrical signals. So there's always a preamp in there. Uh, There's noise gates in there, stuff like that, to kind of process the sound before it actually goes into the computer. And that's stuff that's inside the microphone always. Um, So that's all the stuff you'd have to make yourself and you'd have to have quite good components um, for, you know, noise reduction Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, And you have to know how a microphone picks up sound from the front, from behind, through little gates in there, through little holes. So you have to know your way around it. But if you can make it yourself, he's just saved so much money and he did an actual audio test. You cannot physically hear the difference at all.
1: That's absolutely mad. I didn't, I didn't know that this was possible for speakers. Um, I mean, the, the membranes and the drivers, they are already quite expensive. Um, So making them yourself, like it saves you money, but it doesn't save you insanely amounts of money unless you go for like super hi-fi stuff and then maybe it does. Um, But that's interesting for for microphones that you can just do it like this. I might have even tried it um, someday. So yeah, we mentioned the headphones, right? Um,
0: What's your recommendation for a good production headphone? Which ones are you using? Uh, So I'm currently using the Sennheiser... Uh, HD 250 Pros, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I picked those up two years ago, I want to say, uh, for Black Friday. They were about, a normal price was about 100 euros. Uh, and they're pretty mm-hmm. good, but uh, they have a dip in the high end. So my mixes often have too much high end, especially in stuff like hats, uh, which I don't notice because they dip there. And they have a mm-hmm. bit of a bass boost. Um, uh, okay. So I am actually looking to switch headphones this year. I might be going for the DT 990s uh, by Beyerdynamic. Uh, they are... That's a classic choice. They're open. I think they're open headphones. Open back, I should say.
1: I think they exist. I think they exist in yeah, both, they, both versions, They have actually.
0: the DT 770 or the 750 or something, which is closed back. And then they have the 990, which is open back. Um, mm-hmm <clears throat> I could keep on using these headphones, obviously, um, but I do think it would require less hassle to just upgrade, uh, so I can have my mix down properly from the first time and not continuously hearing feedback from your, your, your percussion is too much, uh, spiked in the high end. And then I go look on the analyzer and it's actually true, uh, but I just don't hear it myself. So it, the reflex of constantly checking isn't there yet. Uh, because I use these headphones for uh, DJing as well. And that works great because obviously bass boost, so you can hear your kicks very nicely. It's very easy to mix with. Uh, But when you're actually doing mix downs of tracks, it can not be as useful um, because obviously you'd have to have an analyzer open all the time. And since I'm not always on my dual monitor setup, that gets kind of annoying.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So actually, those would, those would be um, um, difficult for me to use because um, I actually I measured my ears recently. I measured the um, frequency response of my hearing canal, um, so how it influences um, um, certain frequencies, which is very, very cool. Um, the way it works is basically there's um, a certain in-ear earbuds uh, brand um, a friend of mine bought, and you can put them into your ears, and they have a little microphone inside as well. And they just send out certain signals, and then um, record what's coming back. And by that, they can basically measure your hearing canal and see like um, where are you, um, where are certain frequencies that are like louder um, or reinforced, uh, which frequencies um, might appear um, quieter in your ear in the end, and then they can adjust automatically to that. So these are super, super cool from a technical perspective. But what was very interesting for me is that um, I am very sensitive to loud basses. And this kind of measurement um, has proven that again to me, that um, like my hearing canals are actually reinforcing bass a lot compared to the average um, the average human ear. So that's why for me open back headphones are perfect. Because they roll off in the low end, um, they don't. They are not as sub-heavy when listening, and for me, it makes it very relaxing. And that's um, one of the big reasons why I um, picked up the Sennheiser HD 600s for music production. They've also been recommended to me a ton back then uh, by producers, and um, quite frankly, they are amazing. The clarity is. So, so good. So if you want to go for open backs, um, I can totally recommend these. Um, they are, they are fantastic. And
0: really fantastic. do you also know why uh, open backs have less bass uh, or a little bit of a roll-off in the bass? Do you know the theory behind Let it? Let me know.
1: Go, go, please, please. I don't uh, know. So it.
0: basically uh, because it allows the, the speaker to move because obviously open back means air can travel through the backside of the headphones inside. It allows more. Uh, range for the speakers to move and it negates the effect of bass building up inside the inside the headphone basically between Mm -hmm. the headphone and your ear bass can build up with closed uh back headphones and with open back headphones that doesn't happen which is why that's interesting why they are less bass heavy because it's basically sort of a bass trap uh, where it negates the effect of bass building up inside the cavity between the ear and the headphone
1: that's awesome. So, yeah, like if you are able to, to work into, in a quiet environment, um, <clears throat> then open backs are like my big recommendation. I love them. I also, you don't get hearing fatigue as quickly. Oh, okay. Um, I felt like um, if you use closed back ones, um, it takes maybe a few hours. Um, to really get into hearing fatigue where you can't make, edu- you can't really make good decisions anymore with your ears yeah. because they're just exhausted at some point. Or your brain is exhausted, I guess, um, that processes it. Um, I don't know how hearing fatigue actually works. I just know it exists. And with the open backs, um, it's, it's closer to listening to on speakers than it is on to, to listening yeah,
0: on closed-back sure. headphones. That's, that's something I found as well. Uh, because Obviously, because I'm thinking about upgrading, I've done a lot of research into this uh, very recently, which is also why I happen to know why uh, the bass rolls off in open-back headphones. But it is actually true. It is more like listening to a speaker uh, than it is listening to headphones. Mm-hmm. Because you have that extra uh, air movement in the back, which is basically how most ported speakers work. Uh, you have a port where air can freely move to behind the speaker cone.
1: Got it. Yeah, that's super cool. You're building your own um, your own speakers as well, uh, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I'm building a subwoofer. Uh, that project is currently on hold for a bit uh, because of, um, well, money. <laughs> Obviously, it is. Uh, <laughs> it was quite an expensive project uh, because obviously if you're making a powered subwoofer is what i'm doing so i had to have an amp in there Uh, i have obviously Mm -hmm. it's a 12 inch subwoofer speaker so the speaker itself was rather heavy as well then i went and bought wood which was surprisingly expensive i did not expect wood is insane at the moment stupid pieces of wood to be fucking expensive but i paid almost 75 euros on wood just cut up wood planks so they're not even put together yet. They were just cut up into smaller pieces, which I measured. Um, so then I mm-hmm. had to put everything together. My my enclosure is pretty much finished. I just need to fit the connectors. Uh, I need to get my amp running tested because I haven't done it. But I had to get uh, thicker leads because obviously it's a uh, 300 watt amp, I think. So it draws quite a lot of current. So I need thick leads, uh, thick wires. Um but mm-hmm. I still need to get those wires, so that's really what I'm waiting for. Which shouldn't be that expensive, but I've just not had the time for it either. I've been really busy the last weeks, so I hope to finish that early January or something. But I'll I'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, that's such an exciting project, though. Um, one of my friends also does that. He like builds um, all kinds of speakers from like Bluetooth ghetto blasters to what um, whatnot. Um he's he's really a big nerd for That's that and cool. he does a he does a great job. So I think it's pretty cool as well. I have in German we say I have two left hands, like in the sense that I'm like like literally unable to build yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Um do you have a saying like that in, in Dutch? Yeah so? we have the
0: exact same saying of having two left hands or having two left feet or something like that. Yes.
1: Yeah, so we're yeah, we we're, were quite similar for language, I guess. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um and yeah, so like building things by myself is really, that's impossible. Like my only capital is my brain, when yeah. um, it also only functions like 50% <laughs> of the time. Uh, <laughs> my two brain cells, like I have three brain cells, sometimes two of them are on strike and then nothing works. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> and I need one
0: for breathing. And yeah. Yeah, no, I'm actually quite fortunate um, on that front because obviously due to my education, uh, we have...
1: Because you're very smart,
0: right? Well, I'm not. Um, I don't want to say I'm very smart because I genuinely don't believe I'm, I'm a wizard or something. But uh, with Just my education, we, we did learn a lot of techniques, and we actually use those techniques. We have built uh, quite a lot of things because uh, how it works in in my uh, study career so far, at least. Every year, we have a very big project that takes up the entire year. And we get to work on the entire year and then at the end of the year we have a finished product that incorporates the things we learned that year so in the first year we built a uh, an alarm clock so mm-hmm. just a clock with alarm functionalities and that was meant to learn us about uh, very basic components uh, electrical co- electronics uh, so resistors capacitors uh, all that kind of stuff we made our own uh, boards or, or electronic circuits everything was made in-home, in in-house, so to say. Uh, so we etched the, the PCBs, we put all the components, we drew the the circuits, we did everything ourselves. Then obviously we had to build a case for it, this, that. I worked with a, uh, a touchscreen, which was run through an Arduino microcontroller and stuff like that for coding. Uh, so that's what we did in the first year. In the second year, we actually built a fully functional, um, not a windmill, but a, uh, a windmill for energy production. So, a turbine mm-hmm. that's the word a wind turbine uh so we had to put it in a a wind tunnel uh where the where it was tested at different speeds and it had to
1: oh that's so cool it though. had to
0: actually you know uh, produce electricity x amount of watts at certain uh, wind speeds, so there were constraints that it had to reach uh so that was what we did in the second year. then in the third year, I had my bachelor's um project. And now this year I'm doing my master's project, uh, on robotics. So we build something every year, which is incredibly helpful because it helps me do stupid shit like this.
1: <laughs> like building your own exactly. software. <laughs> actually, it's quite interesting now, now that we're talking, uh, like we got drifted off into uni, um, just very briefly. It's quite interesting. I've had a, I've had a talk I'm also studying still, um, but I'm, I'm on the management, I'm studying international management, um, as my major and yeah, I've had a, I've had my first conversation with my professor on, um, yeah, uh, my, my thesis topic and what I can do there. And I'm very, very blessed because he is, um, not only a super cool guy, but he also has a big passion for DJing and um, music production. He's producing techno, which is quite cool for a professor to do. He's a marketing professor and marketing is what I want to do. Um, so um, I've been talking to him, and uh, he proposed basically uh, as my thesis topic. I can do a create a marketing strategy for Ground Sentence for my artists, and then that is my thesis topic. Basically, I just create the like full um, marketing strategy from like music production and style over to. Um, yeah, visuals, um, language, and everything, channels, and whatnot—like everything you need um, for for marketing um, purposes—and then lastly, what kind of activities I will engage in and share. Um, and if I do that, then I can just write my thesis on that, which is quite cool. That is really
0: <laughs> epic. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I feel like, I feel so blessed on that. Um, the, the second topic would actually be about podcasts, um, which is also quite interesting for me. Um, but he's been super open and yeah, I'm very stoked. So now I'm starting to work on like actually coming up with a proper strategy and um, but yeah I'm seeing I'm seeing the time right now and by me seeing the time right now, I actually hidden text- <laughs> <laughs> the time <laughs> full disclosure here full transparency. We have 47 minutes in and we actually didn't even get to like half of the topics that we <laughs> wanted to talk Oops. about, right? Yeah. Oopsie. okay, more content for you guys. Um, I don't mind recording longer. Um, so but let's let's push this through. Um, let's go. Um, what is your, up next is up and coming, right? Uh, well,
0: we were going to have a little bit of a talk about some technical things here. Uh, oh, so yes. We'll do that, but we'll keep pretty brief uh, this episode.
1: Yes, that's true. So yes, um, this time, this week, um, I want to briefly talk about some technical production topic. And it's more like a small technique or a small tip. Um, because it's something that can really greatly improve your productions and that is um, compressing or limiting clipping um, your bus channels or um, certain instruments um, so one instrument that works very very well with clipping it um, I'm, I usually hard clip them is snares um, you can you can really like reduce gain by like what not five decibels, maybe even more, and you can still have the same perceived loudness. The sound doesn't change too much, and you just get a lot of more, a lot more headroom. And by intelligently compressing and um, clipping certain instruments and bus channels, um, what you get is a mixdown that can get a lot louder. Um, than if you hadn't done this. Um, so the mastering engineer can only do so much in the end um, with the master channel, but if you already compress relatively well um, in each step, this can help boost loudness quite substantially. And one producer um, that does this, I'm, I'm not, I'm not um, particularly um, good at it myself, um, I just start to learn about it, but one producer that does that is um, Skrillex. He he compresses almost everything, and in the end, um, the mastering engineer almost just has to pull up the gain, um, and he has to do nothing—not uh, a lot more than that. Um, not no hard limiting, um, not a lot of gain reduction there or anything like that, because Krellx already does all of this in his mixdown, in his production, and that is my tip for for this week um, or this episode. Try it, try compressing, try hard clipping certain elements and see if you can get more headroom. And
0: in the end, make your tune go boom. Not only headroom though, because (laughs) uh, if you're compressing and especially if you're clipping things, uh, what you're basically doing is you're inserting a form of uh, distortion. So if you Mm -hmm. use this tastefully, it's obviously considered saturation because those two are the same, but just less... Less less, words, less aggressive, yeah. I, I shall say. Distortion is usually a word <laughs> used for unpleasant things and saturation is for a warm, fuzzy feeling. Uh, but it actually saturates your mixdown. Uh, so if you clip things together, like on a bass bus, it's going to uh, add a saturation layer to the entire bus and thus make it sound more cohesive and glued together, yes. uh, which is... Exactly. I always put a uh, saturation plugin on my master channel as well uh, when I'm doing final mixdown, uh, just so everything mm-hmm. is glued together a bit more. I do some gentle saturation on multi bands actually with uh, Fat Filter Saturn, which is my favorite uh, saturation plugin. I'm also starting to use, um, I think it's from Sound Toys, uh, Radiator. Uh quite quite oh, often yeah, I heard of it. Because it's a very very simple uh GUI. Uh, you have an input knob, an output knob, and some other little twisty knobs, but nothing too complex. It's full spectrum, so it's just you turn up the gain and it mm-hmm. saturates, which is very nice, and it also has that very analog feel to it. Uh with
1: decapitator is one that's also yeah. very analogue feeling, very, very good, high regarded in the industry. Oh. Um, but I also I also love um the FabFilter filter stuff. I'm thinking about buying it now because I don't own it at the moment. Um, so I'm using Logic stock um, uh, stuff now, but I'm really, really close to, to spending the money and getting myself Saturn because Saturn is
0: such an amazing plugin. It really is. It really is a good plugin.
1: Yeah, but that is my production tip. Um,
0: Definitely. That's,
1: clip your that's stuff, tip. distort it. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, it's super funny that you mentioned the like distortion and saturation topic. Uh, because i had the same topic with one of my friends recently <laughs> and um, in the end he got frustrated and he was like okay so now he's always like for distortion he's just going to say um, strong saturation and for like saturation he's going to say light distortion <laughs> um, in the future just to like outplay the game
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah no but it really helps if you understand what actually what actually goes on uh, when you're doing stuff like soft clipping and hard clipping and what how it affects uh, your wave a really good tip if you really want to do that is just get a pure sine wave from a very easy oscillator um just a pure sine wave put a uh, a wave analyzer on there uh, so you can actually see the output so you can see the clear sine wave and then start playing with the different effects and see how it's how uh, for example hard clipping will if you use it on a side wave it will actually make it look like a square wave by cutting off the top end it will just go flat Uh, below the uh, or above the threshold um so if you you do those things you really learn to understand what it does to your wave and that knowledge actually allows you to exploit it uh, on a better level and use it more creatively as well
1: absolutely okay so um we are almost at an hour um what is your what is your up and coming producer of or or um, yeah
0: producer of this? Um, so for this uh, episode, I actually went with a label rather than a producer because I feel like mm-hmm. the music this label releases is actually really really nice. Uh, the label is called Abyssal Music. Um, that is Abyssal with a Y and a double S. Uh, they are. Prominent mostly obviously on um, SoundCloud, but they also do their releases on Spotify and everything. Um, I know the guy that runs the label. I met him pretty recently. Um, I've liked the label for quite a while and finally getting to meet the man behind it was really inspiring for me because it's really focused around deep drum and bass. Um, But it's really high quality uh, releases that they do. They're a relatively small label. Uh, It's not been around for Uh, years upon years it's been around for about uh, just over a year I think Um, and they've got a very small following at the moment but their quality control is very nice I've not heard the track released on there that I'm that just makes me think like what is this Uh, the master doesn't sound clean or Um, stuff like that it all sounds very nice clean and crisp um, so i'm gonna play you guys a quick example here this is a release from nine months ago so it's uh, rather old already but i like it a lot it's also a free download it's called with the flow by bass dubbers uh, so i'm quickly going to let you guys hear what it's all about so this is with the flow by bass dubbers released on abyssal music So yeah, as you can hear, uh, the very gritty, deep side of drum and bass, uh, which I personally really enjoy. Uh, Yeah, so definitely, I'd say go check out this label. It's got a lot of good stuff. Uh, They do free downloads occasionally as well. So it's definitely a nice place to get some good music. Uh, And I definitely go support it. The the label owner is an incredibly friendly guy and their quality is just through the roof, in my opinion. So definitely go check out Abyssal Music.
1: Yeah, their vibe is amazing. Um, I love the atmosphere of this track, um, the, the little vocals on top of it, but the gritty basses are what makes it Yeah, them yeah for
0: sure. Very crisp.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. That's super cool. Um, so I've already teasered a little bit of um, what I'm going to pick for my up and coming artists. And um, this is going to be Askel and Delere. Um who did bring out their album? I want to stress it again. Simulations um, on um, oh my god! I forgot the I forgot the label. Uh, what is it? Solvent? Yes, solvent. Solvent is it? Solvent. Yeah. Um, on solvent, um, amazing label as well. Even if I forget the name, and um, go check it out. Um, so the song that I would like to show you here, um, it is uh, called Jola Dub. By Askelandelere, um the third track of the album and it's stunning.
0: Yeah, so this is Joe Duba. So that was Jolada by Askel and Ilira. It's a really nice track. I really like the, the clean noise bass they have in there. Uh, it's absolutely amazing.
1: Yes. And they have all this tribal stuff going on. They're going for like a little bit different rhythms than what you're used to in drum and bass. The entire vibe is, is, is very unique. There's been tribal kind of songs before, but um, it's definitely a, a, a part of drum and bass that's not been explored fully yet and I really love that they are going into this direction and this is like part of like why I call their sound um, innovative on the album because they try so many different directions there and it still sounds like Askel and Elere on every track and it still sounds like simulations on every track um, which is quite amazing so um, big up there to my boy Askel and big up to you Eleve as well um, if you listen to um, but yeah I love these guys. Um, I love their music. I think they are still underappreciated yeah. um, for what they are doing. Um, you need to you need to listen more to these. Um, whoever is listening to this podcast, go check them out. Amazing guys, especially
0: their their latest album. The entire album is, as you mentioned before, is a really good album. The, the sounds are so so dynamic and so different across the entire spectrum that i, I was genuinely impressed with it i did not expect such great quality it never gets boring exactly
1: and they've been working on it for for um a little bit over a year i've talked to them recently about it um so they put in so much effort they really pour in their heart um into this music it's it's amazing and it's um really brings me um to my favorite track of the week, because how else could it be than being from that album as well? And um, my absolute highlight, um, even though it's incredibly tough to pick, um, was Perfect Symmetry, um, where it's um, having a vocal by Ria, no other than the amazing Ria. Um, She has such a beautiful voice, she's worked with so many great artists before. So let's have a listen into Perfect Symmetry. I held you to the sun so I could see The rainbows fall away so
0: beautifully Fragments of your shape A temporary escape Take me to a new place Every kingdom system stars through a different lens was possible. That's such a good song. It is My god. An amazingly beautiful tune. The vocals on it sound so crisp.
1: You guys can't can't see us right now but like we've been because we're playing this stuff live while while we're recording right we're not just editing it in yeah. post. Uh, so we've been we've
0: been vibing <laughs> here like silently
1: <laughs> we've been, just just enjoying this song. We have this
0: little connection here just going absolutely mad. <laughs> It's, it's so yeah, there's a, there's a
1: pipeline directly from Germany over to yeah. to Belgium and back. See, right that's, now,
0: <laughs> that's why I, I personally enjoy music on such a, a spiritual level. Almost, it can connect people from mm-hmm. across the world just by listening to a tune. Is is that's to me that concept? will I, I can never grasp it. Is so insane how two people, even people you have never met in your life before, say at a party or something, can feel so connected. Just through music, it never ceases to amaze me. Ever,
1: it's it's our universal language. Exactly, um, and that's that's why music is the most fantastic and great thing that's ever existed and will ever exist. Because it's no matter who you are, it, it creates a connection for sure between you and whoever is around the world exactly. um, and enjoys it as well. So yeah. Um, All right, now that check it out. This is
0: great, great stuff. All right, that. All right. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt you a third that, time. <laughs> uh, that actually brings me to my release or my favorite uh, tune from the last two weeks. And uh, actually, no surprise, this is also a release on Abyssal Music. It's actually a pretty old tune already. It was released 11 months ago. Uh, is by the artist Zonder and it's got vocals by the lovely Marge, uh, which is the same vocalist that did the vocals for my track that I just released uh, called Killjoy. Um, I was actually planning to talk about that a little bit on today's episode. Check it out. Uh, but check it out. <laughs> I guess that'll be for next episode then, uh, since we're pretty much already over time, I think. Um, Listen to
1: Hidden Aura, Killjoy, and Mystical
0: now. Available on all platforms, listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> yeah, so um, for those of you who might not know, I just released uh, my first ever my first ever label release uh, over on Midnight Sun Recordings. And it's fantastic. Thanks, man. Over on Midnight Sun Recordings, uh, it's a two-track uh, little single. Uh, it's two liquid drum and bass tracks, one with vocals by the lovely Marge, which you'll hear right now as well. Uh, I've worked on it for a long time but as I said I'll talk about that on, uh, on the next episode for sure um, we can talk about the stats so far then as well uh, we will go in depth on this which uh, might not actually be a bad idea but for now I'll just let you uh, hear my pick of the week which is I Should Be by Zonder featuring Marge on the vocals let's have a quick listen That was my pick for my favorite track of uh, the last two weeks. I've been listening to this track pretty much every day uh, for the last two weeks just because I enjoy it this much. I really like the bass line. I like how he used the vocals in the drop as well, rather sparingly, but um, with all the, the panning that's going on and all the delays, it's really dynamic and I really enjoy that. So, yeah. Definitely go check out Zonder and March I Should Be. And obviously, Abyssal Music, as I said before, is a great label. The owner is an absolute lad. So definitely check those guys out, for sure.
1: What a viber. I love it. The vocals are spot on. Uh, the sound is amazing. It pushes you forward. It's really like, gets you in the mood. I kind of, I kind of want to party now
0: after yeah. listening to this one. Same. Really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I think that this is a pretty nice place to round off today's episode. Uh, We talked about a lot of good things today. Uh, We went very in depth on uh, some of our personal opinions on everything that's going on with the... the We've gone wild this
1: episode, man. We've gone wild. We went from
0: one place to another. (laughs) That's, that's, we should be able to do so. Uh, This
1: is our podcast. Who's going to tell us not to?
0: Exactly. We're we're the master here.
1: Uh, <laughs> Screw the viewers. <laughs> I don't care what you want to listen to. You're going to listen to what we're going to give you.
0: <laughs> no, but we are very thankful for each and every one of you out there that has listened to our recent episodes already. It's, uh, there's been more people than I was personally expecting, so it really makes me happy to see that there are people out there that enjoy these episodes. And we definitely hope you enjoyed today's episode as well. Uh, so yeah. That's it for today, I think. Um, as said, we talked about anything and everything today, which is how we usually disclose this podcast as well—anything and everything roman base. So, I think that's pretty nice. I definitely say uh, to stay tuned for the next episode. Definitely stay safe out there with the inescapable truth that is COVID, that is still not gone, unfortunately. I'm out for now. Peace. Peace.